Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. This is Zach. This is Stuart. And uh, this is a book club episode where we're discussing the uh, choice. Um, it's your choice. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's my choice. Um, yeah. I don't know what made me choose it? Because I, I chose it a while ago. But um, it's uh, Pierre Boulle's Planet of the Apes from 1963. The apes? Yeah. So, um... I, I guess just to get a little bit of the background story, because because do you know who uh, Pierre Boulle is? I was not familiar with that author. I uh, did gotcha. a little bit of research um, before this episode, but yeah, this was my first time actually reading anything. Oh, okay. And I was going to ask you. I know. So I know this is a series. Have you read like any of the additional books in this um, quote, I don't quote, think... universe? I don't think that there are any other books that he wrote in the universe. I, I think that there are like novelizations of the movies. Oh, um, I've only okay. seen a couple of the movies, but I've never, I'm not a huge like Planet of the Apes fan. I guess I, I chose it originally because it's a, um, it, I honestly, I didn't know it was a book. <laughs> I thought it was just a movie because I knew that, you know, Rod Serling worked on the, the screenplay and whatnot. Um, yeah. I had I was familiar a little bit with Bull um, and his style. Uh, for hmm. for anyone who's listening that doesn't know, he he originally was not a, a an author. Yeah. Um, he was an engineer, uh, then a secret agent, and then a writer. <laughs> <laughs> um, because in in uh, you know in World War Two, his his origins were that you know he was in the French army in Indochina, um, and then once Germans captured France. Uh, he joined, um, I forget the name of it, but but he, uh, he was basically in resistance movements throughout China, uh, mm -hmm. helping people, you know, basically in, in French Indochina. Uh, yeah. And then he was captured towards the end of the war in Vichy, France, uh, which Vichy, France were the, the loyalists to, to Germany. Like they were the ones that were going along with it. Because I can kind of see that bleeding in a little bit into the story. Exactly. As like the humans getting captured by the apes and everything. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. my thoughts. Because, you know, like he, he um, the thing that he's mainly known for is he wrote a version of what happened to him uh, when he was forced to build... Uh, the the death railway that cuts uh, through Indochina. Oh, um, called I didn't Bridget. know that he was part of that. Yeah, so he wow. like that's what he did. He was basically um, captured prisoners of war were forced to do slave labor building um, railroads, mm -hmm. and he wrote a version of that called uh, Bridge Over the River Kwai um, hmm. in the fifties, which you know Alec Guinness, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, played his character, I believe. Oh. Um, but yeah, and you know, this book is actually from 63. So that's a big jump uh, in time. Um, I don't, I'm not familiar with any of his other work, though. Yeah. Um, but you know, this was, was um, published, originally he intended it, I think, is kind of commentary on science and how humans, uh, treat animals things like that um mm. i think there's a lot in it like you said like my first reading of it was oh when the human gets captured uh, i think his name is ulysses when ulysses, ulysses. gets captured yeah. in this book um that's a hundred percent him being captured uh, a prisoner of war <laughs> yeah yeah exactly Just because i knew he he had experienced that 
that experience yeah and how you know they've like split them up into different like research camps and stuff like that yeah yeah um, exactly yeah um, kind of like separating them and whatnot but um yeah you want to jump straight into the book or yeah we can just jump in um so so it's it's a really simple framing to I, I i don't know how many pages your copy is but mine was a little over 120 yeah it was not pages it's very it cool. wasn't daunting in any sort of way yeah yeah so like the the you know the whole framing device of this is that um i guess to start at the beginning is that there's a uh, a rich couple sailing in space in space yeah it kind of reminded me a little cool. bit of um like the old uh what was that um we did a book report on him um heinlein yeah yeah, yeah. kind of got that feeling well you know what's funny is that that's that possibly is a thing that could work for space travel um it's like if you if anyone at home wants to look this up or if you want to look this up it's called light sailing and Mm. it's um it's basically giant pieces of foil that are attached to a ship and they catch um cosmic rays from the sun and it it pulls it along and, and puts energy into the actual ship for kinetic movement oh that's cool it's actually kind of cool did, yeah, yeah. i mean this was written before humans were on the moon which always I, fascinates me yeah and there's a <laughs> lot of like you know with time dilation and everything like that there's some interesting concepts that like i don't think i would be thinking of back in the day well yeah, well, yeah especially six years before space or well i guess they were doing sort of space flight at this point but six years before we were actually on a moon to write a story about people colonizing another planet yeah um but yeah so this this couple finds a message, message in a bottle, in a bottle. yeah like which i always thought as a weird thing like <laughs> yeah. floating out in space being like oh I'm just a message in a bottle um you think and- like during these like you know uh scientific extreme technology you would find like a recording or something along those lines not just a message in a bottle yeah 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 well and and the message tells of uh three humans visiting a planet uh orbiting be is beetlejuice right beetlejuice. where mm-hmm. yeah beetlejuice where where uh don't say it three times civilized. though sorry <laughs> yeah i won't <laughs> say it that third time um and then apes are are in charge yeah uh, so there's animal testing but it's on people like that's, yeah, that's because, really the thing again like the humans don't have language yeah like they're not able to communicate communicate or like properly speak yeah so there's um they're basically seen as inferior like creatures um so they're pretty much like they don't have any clothes on they don't really have like a society or anything along those lines but these apes and and they're like broken up into three like categories there's the gorillas that are like they're kind of the like, heavy hitters yeah they're more of the mati- or m- militia and then there's the um the chimpanzees yeah religion. the chimpanzees are are um kind of like religious they're religious they're they're creative but they're not they're not a hundred percent as smart as the orangutans yeah um orangutans are um 
or like sciency they're more in charge of, mm -hmm. of what's going on yeah um whereas you know the chimpanzees are they're they're not as advanced but they're more creative so yeah like they have kind of a religious bent to them mm -hmm. um which i liked the societal hierarchy yeah kind of carved out and i do kind of like how in the book they're like oh we're not real racist but it's like there is a lot of racist undertone. Yeah, in, there are, there is. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can't yeah. tell if it's it's intentional or not. Like I can't tell if that's because I'm an American reading it. <laughs> I think it is intentional because I think you know a lot of the um, the apes you know preach oh our society such like we've got everything figured out and whatnot, yeah. and then you see these like fizzers in their society and i think that's kind of meant to be like hey they actually don't have everything figured out no you know no. it's it's more of them just kind of like boasting about it really yeah exactly well and and um you know the the story like i said it's it's not very long it it moves quickly like then it it focuses on um ulysses Oh, mm -hmm. I have my notes here to Ulysses, so it's Ulysses without the X, or the S. Um, and I always just uh, write it as Ulysses. Yeah, it's it's uh, Ulysses or Ulysses Maru. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so they actually land on this planet, and um, it, it doesn't. Some of his um, his companions get shot during this. Uh, yeah, a lot up. of them. A lot of them get get uh, shot. A lot of them get killed, yeah. <laughs> um, and so they're on this strange planet where it's it's a uh, red, which is a really interesting thing because this just changed how I saw the first movie, yeah, and, like the the one from the the '60s with uh, Charlton Heston, and I'm like, huh. So I need to watch this with a red filter on. Filter it. on it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Ulysses. Um, and his team happen upon a native human woman that I have in my notes here. She's called Nova, but I can't remember where yeah. she comes up with that name because her species is pre-literate. Yeah. Like they don't speak, but I think um, it's maybe what the name that the, um, the scientist gives her. Yeah. It, it's more than likely just, what one of the crew calls her and she just kind of takes it on but mm -hmm. um yeah the uh so there's a uh, an ape named cornelius who captures them and kind of puts them to work um and realizes that ulysses will actually uh, respond to him and you know communicate um kind of like what happens in the movie yeah. uh and he discovers this uh ancient human city which you know, Ulysses recognizes immediately, but he's just like, whoa, what is this? This we have no idea what this is, right? Yeah. Um, and it, it's it, here's where it breaks down for me, because it's like, okay, so is this an alternate timeline? Is this way far in the future? Because it's yeah. basically there's a, a, a situation where there's like a fall of humanity and humans had tamed apes and used them as servants. The apes could learn to talk. And then the humans, because they were using these servants, kind of, if you've seen Wally, -E, people kind of became cerebrally 
lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so the apes took over, and now humans are out of the cities, and they're just kind of like these feral animals. Right? So, I mean, I kind of see it as a different planet. Yeah. As... I mean, that's what it's presented as, but it's also yeah. like, oh, well, there were cities once. <laughs> yeah, know? and I think it was it was very akin to like earth and everything along those lines. I do like how like Ulysses sort of like does math problems and stuff like that to show like, Hey, you know, I'm actually a, I can do math. I'm therefore yeah, thinking. <laughs> I can actually think and do things and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, imagine, imagine like working in a, we'll just leave out, vivisection and and like animal testing imagine working in a kennel and you're going to feed the animals one day and one of the animals is carved two plus two equals four yeah i'd be like oh i would be like i let me let me check the footage on this because someone's obviously fucking with me (laughs) trying to like play games or something like that but yeah exactly (laughs) um yeah so it's interesting and um yeah they end up doing that whole thing where he leads or ulysses sort of leads um around the i guess ruins and everything along those lines but it's also interesting because like ulysses gets forced to mate with um nova yeah yeah just like people do in animal testing places and, and husbandry and whatnot yeah, but they end up having like an actual legitimate relationship too. Yeah, like they they end up like falling in love and whatnot. So yeah, but and... it, it it's strange because I don't know. It, it's just it's it was just kind of a a strange interaction. And um, yeah, what what did you think honestly? About? I feel like it's it's intended to make the reader kind of uncomfortable uncomfortable it's like, yeah yeah well, it's like oh, intention okay, this is weird yeah <laughs> um, they it was it succeeded, intent, or, yeah. It succeeded yes because <laughs> um, yeah i also felt very well and and um you know to fast forward through a lot because a lot of it is is spent kind of so to be honest i don't know how they uh originally approached the screenplay for this because so much of it is internal monologue yeah um but basically what happens is ulysses institutes a revolt right Mm -hmm. um and then he and nova and at this by this time it's a few years later and they have a son right Um, yeah and their son escape because all of the humans just look alike to the apes yeah they can't really tell them apart yeah there's there's yeah they 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 just all look the same to them so then they travel back to earth well um, they travel in the spaceship yeah and they're like oh, yeah. i'm going back to earth and everything and it takes them Presumably about like, three years yeah. well it, it there's a legitimate like time jump yeah uh, um but they, and uh, well oh go ahead hmm. Oh, I, I was saying that's really what kind of like sold it to me where it's like, this probably isn't Earth. 
Yeah, well, so it, if anyone has seen the, the movie, it, it kind of ha rolls out like you'd expect in that, you know, they, they tra they're traveling for three years or whatnot. Yeah, um, and, and he explains that there's like a time dilation because, you know, those three years of traveling, it actually um, in like Earth times is like thousands of years. Right, right, yeah. And, and um, you know, they they land and and see this is where i'm like okay did they travel in time and something weird happened because yeah they, they and again that's what charles yeah. de gaulle airport <laughs> like they're mm -hmm. very specific he's very specific of yeah we we landed at this spaceport it used to be charles de gaulle airport um and then the twist obviously at the end is that um well not they're meted by the gorillas in um in yeah. like uh fatigues and they have like weapons and stuff like that yeah they have weapons yeah. and that's where people who are familiar with the movie um will will find it the actual twist at the end that i thought was kind of funny and was not expecting was yeah. um the rich couple are actually apes um mm -hmm. yeah and they disbelieve the story um because obviously humans um are so stupid and that that could never happen which i mean that's that's a twist that you can only pull off in the book because you don't ever have a description of what they look like they, they're just referred to as a rich a wealthy couple wealthy couple yeah so you assume human <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and um, i kind of like I, I don't know i kind of like this twist where it's like you know this could happen like you this happened in this one far out planet but it's yeah. not such a far out tale that it couldn't happen here. Right. You know, right. in on earth and everything along those lines. So I, I don't know. I kind of, I think that the movie ending is more memorable because it really yeah. hits that punch where you're seeing the statue of Liberty and you're like, Oh, it's been earth the entire time. How could I not, you know, like, realize that and everything along those lines but with the book it i feel like the book kind of does a good way of like hiding it a little bit just being like oh this could be earth like it winks at like maybe it is earth but then you know the way that i read it it's like oh it, it wasn't earth but it could happen because it's not so far-fetched you know the way that we treat lesser i guess animals lesser or what we, and animals. yeah yeah you know especially with um animals that show like high signs of um intelligence oh yeah like like pigs and <laughs> like octopuses and octopuses yeah. are really yeah they, super yeah. smart and everything which, yeah, I mean, the, the, the book does a really good job of making you sympathize with them by, by flipping it and making humans the subject of all those things. Yeah. Because um, I feel like the author knows that humans are, are kind of selfishly motivated. And so, like, to to really drive point or drive his point home, um, he was like, okay, uh, animal testing, but, but humans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, it's in or it's basically like set in a 
a world and a narrative that it doesn't hammer at home. It doesn't like hit it super hard. Like the one yeah. movie that we watched, um, Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oaksha. The one with Oaksha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Where it's like, <laughs> ah, it really like hammers this. It's this very ham fisted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where with this, it's like, okay, you know, it's a, it's a really good sci-fi story. And there is a moral to it. Yeah. So I, you know, definitely appreciate that where it's just like not too like preachy. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you know what's funny is I don't know how well known this book is. Like to Americans at least. Hmm. Because, you know, I, I like to consider myself... Um, a, a, a fairly like um, knowing nerd, you know. I have mm-hmm. no idea that it was based on a book. Um, part of that could be, yeah, yeah. Like I, part of that could be my yeah. age too, though, because like these, th- this media property was like Star Wars before Star Wars, if that makes sense. Yeah, when did the movie actually come out? Um, like I didn't do too much research on the movie. So the movie came the- out um in 68 right so this is a full year before we're going to the moon um and i i did do a little bit of research on the the actual movie which if you want to transition to that we can't <laughs> sure yeah. um but uh yeah so so you know this is you know rotten tomatoes has it at an 86 um which, well what what did you think of you the know. book personally oh Oh, personally, um, I I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad that he did not write, as far as I could tell, like 30 books (laughs) in it. Like, because, because I feel like the the premise is fairly strong, but like, it's, it's, um, it's nice that it leaves it open-ended. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't need an entire series of books. Like it's a fairly straightforward message and it was well put together and I appreciate a short novel because you know, mm-hmm. I like my doorstops, but I also yeah. like being able to cut through a novel in a weekend. <laughs> yeah. Where you're just like, Oh, well, this is done. And this you know, now. <laughs> it's very, um, so there are some like sci-fi or technical terms, but I found this very accessible. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It wasn't it, the writing's very smooth. I feel like, you know, the way that it's um, laid out is very intuitive. Like, yeah, I don't think did that... the translation did a, a fantastic job. Yeah, I, especially with it being in French previously. Uh, yeah, I think, okay. um, yeah, I think it was great, whoever translated it. Um, yeah. But yeah, there wasn't like any confusing parts to me, at least, where I was like, no. who exactly is this character? How are we getting introduced and everything? So, nonetheless, I think it's a, I think it was a pretty good book. I kind of, okay. I give it a solid B. Yeah, I, so I gave it a B plus. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I feel like we're on the same page, uh, which I always, uh, I always appreciate when we're like, yeah, this is, this is actually good. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel yeah. like I, uh, I inflicted Wasted my time reading my time. <laughs> <laughs> or, or made you read something that you're just like, I didn't know. <laughs> One day we'll like, read a crap book. One day one we'll day just we'll rip into books. Uh, yeah. 
We're just Who knows? That may it. be coming sooner rather than later. <laughs> <gasps> oh no! Oh no! Um, who would do? So, who would do such a thing? Uh, it's who would? I mean, do, it would be me. It's it, me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably both of us. If I'm being honest, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, no, like if, if, as far as letter grades go, I say B plus. Um, okay. And, it, you know, again, like this was a massively just, successful franchise too. Um, like that, that's what it turned into. I hope that, that Bull got properly some. rewarded with royalties. I can't imagine. Yeah. Again, but, like I didn't know it was a book. Like, yeah. uh, really, I think the movie is much more popular. I mean, truthfully, I haven't even seen the original movie. I only saw the remake of Planet of the Apes. Back yeah, in like, well, so, so that's one of the things. Is they decided to, like, reboot it. Which, that was a terrible idea. And, and yeah, when I did this, I was at first like, how many episodes can we get out of this? And then I started looking at it, and I was like, mm, I'm just going to talk a little bit about the first movie. Because, and again, this is, so this is starting in 68 and it's going throughout up until the present and onward because there's, there's five original movies that are kind yeah. of interconnected, right? Yeah. Not all of them have Charlton Heston, but, but there's yeah. five in that, that first run. But they um, all have rubber monkey suits, right? Most of them? Yeah, the they ones? do. Yeah. <laughs> they they kind of look funny. Um, they do kind of look funny. The... They have a live-action television show that ran 14 episodes. Whoa, I didn't uh, know that. During prime time. Yeah, that was back in the 70s. Um, ah, huh. They had an animated series that ran 13 episodes. I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah, that, that was in the early wow. 80s. Uh, was it, like, a... meant for kids? How, how, would that, how could that be for kids? Um, Is it more, yeah, like, adults? Well, so, I it, it my understanding is that it kind of piggybacked off of off of Star Wars' success of whoever owns the rights going, hey, here's a space thing that kids love space, right? <laughs> we'll just no. make a TV show. Well, because, I mean, you know, Star Trek had an animated series. Mm, that's true. Um, they, Because, yeah. you know, there's a lot of similarities between this and Star Trek. Because, like, they, you know, they, they have... Uh, Let's see, they have the reboot that you talked about. Um, they mm -hmm. have that trilogy of the re-envisioning, you know, with the... Um, it starts off with James Franco, I think. It's it's Rise yeah. of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn and then War and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's all um, that, like, prequel stuff. Yeah, well, and then they also have um, a theme park ride. Uh, Where? Comics. Which theme park? Uh, I didn't see. Let me... Hmm. I should have looked. But yeah, that. I know that they have comics as well, and it all stems from this one book. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully this person's getting some sort of credit where credits do. Yeah, so it's a um, it's at Twentieth Century Fox World in Dubai. Mm. Yeah, interesting. So, so that's that's where it's going in, and yeah, so so this is kind of like Star Trek, um, in that. You know, it's slightly after Star Trek was off the air. And, you know, before it was a kind of a... a it's kind of a cult following. Like, the, the animated series came about because... 
when when the original Star Trek was filmed in the 60s, mm-hmm. it went to syndication. And in the early 70s, it was just kind of something that college students would watch. So then they put out an animated uh, show. Star Wars gets released. And then they put out their first big movie in 70, 78 or 79. Um, hmm. This mo- This series of movies is kind of like that, except... It's more Star Wars than Star Trek, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. there's always been kind of this bubbling interest in it. I, th- I feel like, but more specifically, people who were like our parents' well, age. I feel like it can be relatable. It's interesting because the themes of like testing on humans and stuff kind of fade in this movie. Like, it's not as much of the focus yeah, versus more of not. them versus us. Yeah. Where it's yeah well, like, and that's what it, it boils into now with kind of this this trilogy of the re-envisioning. Like, because literally the last one, I think, let me see. Yeah, the last one is War for the Planet of the Apes. And it's it's literally apes riding horses and shooting guns and shit at people. So yeah. It, it went from cerebral and abstract to like, no, we're physically going to shoot at each other. <laughs> yeah, more um, of an action-y sort of deal. Yeah. Because Which, like... I mean, I guess that's what Pete, what sells. So that's what they did. But, you know, maybe they're going to reboot it because there's a 10th movie coming out. Yeah. And yeah. it's, I'm, I'm hoping that they actually adapt the book a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't be a very long film because, like I said, there's a lot of internal monologue. Yeah. Um, but hmm, yeah, like, so, I, I don't know, um, you said you had never seen the original one. I have Did not. you seen the Mark Wahlberg one? Um, yes, the one with, who? Oh, what was that? Yeah, Tim, Tim Burton name? directed it. Oh, oh, that's strange. Yeah, but I remember the Indies. So, so I didn't see the original one, but I knew about the ending. I knew about the ending. It's kind of funny because of um, it's a very iconic ending. It is, and I remember watching Spaceballs as a young kid because I also liked um, (laughs) Star Wars and everything like that. And they do a throw out like a throw throwaway joke about um yeah about planet of the apes at the very end and everything along those lines so you know that just got me curious and i looked it up and i was like oh you know it's just this call back to a movie an older movie and everything along those lines so i knew about the ending like again it's iconic ending and everything along those lines but yeah i had never I still haven't seen the movie. I should probably give that a watch. It's actually really good. So so just to give you some some um background on it, I guess, is yeah, keep and keep in mind these is this is 1968 dollars we're talking about here. So mm-hmm. inflation is a thing. Yeah. But they shot the movie for about five million and North America only like just from people paying tickets to go see it in theaters, they made 34 back. Oh, wow. Hmm. Um, it was massively successful <laughs> for the time. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, like uh, Rod Serling, who, who was coming off of uh, the Twilight Zone, 
um, he was originally hired to write the script. His script gets rejected um, because his ape society apparently would have cost the studio too much money to construct. <laughs> like he he actually had them as it was listed in the book where it's like, oh yeah, no, they have cars, they have screens in their home that they talk to and like, yeah, you know, out yeah. there sci-fi stuff. And then, so the studio boots him and they hmm. hire a guy named Michael Wilson, who I don't know if you remember a me, me, me a while ago where, or, where I, I talked about um, that movie Trumbo about the oh, screenwriters yeah. that got blacklisted. Mm -hmm. um, Michael Wilson is one of the blacklisted screenwriters in that movie, but he was brought on the real guy to write the script uh, mm. under a pen name. Um, and he apparently just kept Serling's script um, and <laughs> changed around some dialogue and then made the society more primitive with, you know them living in like tree cities basically yeah um, and you know they they shot for very cheap in arizona <laughs> yeah because that, weren't they like some in caves too like i just uh, i don't yeah, think they, it was they sh shot um in caves and stuff um like i said mainly arizona where, where they have some of those still around uh, a lot of it w was shot on sets too like the uh any anything where there's trees obviously is on a set mm -hmm. um the iconic uh goddamn you dirty apes scene was actually shot in malibu that was the only part that was shot in california yeah. um they they're in the way they got it is interesting i don't know if you've pulled up pictures or not but um no. the, the basically they they created a 70 foot scaffold map painting um, draped behind a half scale paper mache statue. Wow. And then the actors or uh, yeah, the, the um, Charlton Heston, you know, re is reacting to this and it's all just like in camera, like visual effects, basically <laughs> it's yeah. We're going to angle the camera this way so that it, it looks like it's a gigantic statue of Liberty, but no, uh -huh. it's, yeah. It's all perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted the things they were using were still gigantic because that's a seven story painting yeah. behind a 35 foot, um, uh, paper mache statue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like so, so there there was a lot of interesting behind the uh, scenes stuff that apparently Wilson was saying that um, actors, uh, if you paid attention, the longer they filmed in character, that the actors uh, started getting in character because they had to be in wardrobe the entire time. Yeah, I would assume like that you would probably get really hot too. Well, they they were, but but one of the fascinating things apparently is that they started congregating with other species <laughs> like other people in costume that looked like them they just yeah, kind of like, separated off into these little groups the apes would uh are <laughs> not the apes but like the gorillas would chill with the gorillas and yeah yeah which yeah. is really really funny to me ah uh, that, that is kind of strange yeah do it yeah well and and um you know when when the movie itself came out it was pauline kale was one of the like bigger critics so like basically at the time it was pauline kale and roger ebert were like the well-known critics mm -hmm. um and kale called it uh the most interest entertaining sci-fi fantasies to come out of hollywood oh. um, ebert hmm. 
gave it a three out of four and said it was much better than expected, which I, I guess that's I good. I guess that's good. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't see what's good about that review, but um, and then I mean, how how true does like the because I will say the remake is doesn't really stay super true to the um, to the book. Like, I think no, in the, the remake, like, the, doesn't he fall in love with the the like lab assistant or something yes. like that he actually he falls, falls in love with, with a with a, an, ape, yeah. an ape yeah not with a another human which right is... yeah and in the original movie he falls in love with it's more like the book he falls in love with a, a another human that he's kept in a pen with okay um yeah and and the, yeah, the Tim Burton one is just terrible. Plus, it has Mark Wahlberg in it, so you know you're in for a bad time. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it got uh, John Chambers a, an Academy Award for makeup. Um, John Chambers, if you have not seen the movie Argo, um, is the makeup effects guy that the CIA used when they were trying to get Iranian hostages out of, or the, the hostages from the embassy out of Iran. Oh, I know um, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, do you know anything about that? No, um, not really. They, oh, so I highly recommend you watch Argo, take mm -hmm. it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, basically the, when um, the hostages were taken in Iran in the seventies, there were a lot of plans for how to exfiltrate them that did not work. And the, the one of the ones that worked was basically giving the people false passports via Canada <laughs> and say that they were there to work on a movie. And John Chambers was the makeup artist that they said was working on this movie called Argo. Um, ah. that was looking to shoot in Iran. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. But, but um, yeah. So anyway, he got his, I think his first Oscar for doing the makeup there. Um, it got nominated for wardrobe and for uh, best score, non-musical score. Um, the The score is fascinating. I wish I could find a copy of it on vinyl. Hmm. Um, it's basically Jerry Goldsmith using um, uh, atonal percussion um, and then kind of found percussion like pots and pans and huh. stuff and garbage cans and things. Yeah. Um, and then a 12-tone violin where all of the... Th this will be boring unless you're a music nerd. All all 12 chromatic I mean, notes it's... are being used. So it's basically like like a, uh, a hurdy-gurdy, but it's actually it's not a hurdy-gurdy, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's meant to sound very weird and alien and yet primitive at the same time. Yeah. Um, it, it creates a really good feeling of like, I don't know, like, like being unsettled. Yeah. It kind of gives you like the weird lost mm. almost. Um, but uh but yeah no i i highly recommend watching it it's a much better adaptation like it, it cuts off the the framing device that the book has of the rich couple sailing yeah um and i i think that it changes the ending but it's it's still a pretty similar ending like the ending of the um tim burton remake i guess um i don't know how if you remember that but like he 
Mark Wahlberg gets in his little like pod and goes back to what he yeah. thinks is Earth in, in Washington DC. And, and then he's like looking statue. at it from like space and he's like, oh no, it's actually Well yeah, like his his pod ends up in um DC and he goes to the Lincoln Memorial and instead of Lincoln, it's a chimpanzee's head and then yeah. these gorilla police officers that are Capitol Police that are like what are you doing? Right? Yeah. Um, it, so it really... it, it's both movies kind of pick and choose what they want to adapt from, from the yeah. book. Um, all in all, I, I do highly recommend the, um, the old one, like it, at least just to get a sense of like pre star Wars sci-fi franchises. That will yeah. And, and it has Star Trek. It has <laughs> that like, and it feels like there's a lot of like love and, um, passion put into the into the movie too oh yeah, yeah and just absolutely. like seeing some of the costumes and stuff like that like yeah. you know the costumes aren't great but they're iconic yeah least. exactly like yeah. i can't tell you like other than the small cons like so like dragon con um usually you'll find a couple of people cosplaying as apes from planet of the apes yeah because like that level of costuming is something you can do in a hotel room like you don't have to look <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's basically exactly. just gluing pieces of uh monkey fa rubber monkey face to your face <laughs> yeah and you gotta have like the um the weird like rubber face thing too yeah yeah <laughs> just to be cool yeah it's it's not like they're trying to look like like tim burton's did a very good job of looking like actual um ape people mm -hmm. i feel like it it does it's not as memorable though because it's like yeah it's a it's a gorilla in a <laughs> yeah well it's cg no no this is pre-cg um oh is it yeah it's it's i mean it's it's got digital enhancements, but it's hmm. mainly prosthetics. But like he, the route he went was like, I want this to look like a chimpanzee, rather than looking like a chimpanzee with a '70s rock star haircut. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, if you go back, I think the lab assistant is the only person that looks like one of the old planet of the apes people because like paul giamatti's done up to look like an orangutan and he yeah and great. i think <laughs> they wanted because he falls in love with her so mm. they wanted to make her as humanoid as possible right yeah 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 i mean truly that movie was not great no so i, you I know, was again basing kind of what i was expecting from this book from that movie and I was pleasantly surprised to see that it was not what I expected. Yeah, I mean, that movie came out, I think I was like 15 or 16. And I remember seeing it in theaters. And to be honest, I fell asleep the yeah. last like 45 minutes. Like, do you know how boring a movie has to be for a 16-year-old who loves going to the theater? Yeah. Um, be to like, fall no. asleep in it? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's not a great movie, but watch the original highly recommend um and i recommend reading this book um, yeah it's i mean it's kind of a lost classic it, it, yeah I, I i think it is kind of like a lost classic because a lot of people really don't talk 
much about it. Yeah. Mm. And again, you know, I thought there was more books to the series, but I must have been remembering the movies. Yeah, because I know that there's a shitload of um, films. Let's see, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Sequel novels. Uh, let's see. Planet of the Apes book series. Whoa, what is this? Yeah, I thought there was a book series. Uh, yeah, there's five books. Okay, yeah, so some of these are... Probably pinned by different people. Yeah, they're, um... Let's see. Yeah, they all look like they're adapt or uh, novelizations of the oh, okay. script for the for the movies. The the movies themselves. Okay. Yeah. yeah, because again, I was doing research. I was like, "Oh, it's a series." I didn't know that because you originally <laughs> told me, "Oh, it's just you know one book by itself." But yeah, when I did some research on it, I was like, "Oh, but yeah, it's probably based off of the actual movies." Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I've never seen any of them. I kind of want to go see them now, but um, yeah. You mean I've, read, right? You've never read any of them. Oh well, yeah, I've never read either any of them either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I, I I kind of want to see the others just to see what I'm missing out on. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll give the uh, the reboot series a try, even though James Franco. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I only watched one, and that was enough for me. Okay. But it, you could be different. Well, um, We've always had different, not, you know, we have different tastes. Yeah. Yeah, usually. well, and, and um, I guess, I mean, as far as, as the notes for this go, that's it for me. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of everything I've got myself. Well, so, the next book club then is a kind of like what we did for battle royale in that this is something i think you you had suggested at one point um mm-hmm. bird box yeah so we're going to be reading josh mallerman's bird box and talking about the movie as well yeah because um, it was interesting you know the adaptation and everything yeah well and and, you know the this will also be the the next two because there's bird box and then he wrote a sequel that came out last year called mallory Um, oh i did not know that yeah yeah well and netflix is going to do a movie of it as well but um was mallory the dodger's name no mallory was the uh uh, was sandra bullock's character okay 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 yeah I mean, yeah. Well, well, we'll save that for the actual. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, save that for next time. And um, have you read it? I, I don't think I asked you if you've. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've um, read it in and uh, Mallory. Oh oh, my, so you my read... library had a digital copy of it that I read on my phone <laughs> in between yeah. breaks at work. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I was not um, aware that there was a second book. Yeah, yeah, it's well, and both of them move pretty quickly. I don't know if you've you've yeah, them. they're both short novels and they both move very very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, I can definitely see why they were adapted. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that uh, in a little while. Um, That's right. The next episode is going to be on our uh, favorite video game adaptations. So what do we like about some of the movies? What do we like about some of the game adaptations of movies? Yeah, because <laughs> um, those and... always are winners. Hey, now, uh, there's a couple, but you'll hear us get into that next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'll be us for this week. And actually, you know what? We talked longer than I thought we would. I, I was yeah. for sure going to be like, this is going to be a 20 minute episode because I don't have a well... whole lot to say other than planet of the apes is awesome and go read it <laughs> well i mean uh, with the movies and everything i think that adds a little bit of spice to yeah. the dish yeah yeah but uh yeah we'll see you guys next time see you all later <laughs> bye, bye.